You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this show is brought to you by Inky's Tattoo Products. You can find them at inkies.com. I just used Inky's Purple Glide for the first time and absolutely love it. I tattooed both my mom, who's in her 60s, and my 18-year-old daughter. First time I'm tattooing one of my kids. Both tattoos had minimal irritation. The Purple Glide helped uh, the skin stay really workable for a long period of time as well. Purple Glide is a non-petroleum-based ointment infused with essential oils. Tattoo artists and former guests of the show like Carlos Torres, Rich Pineda, Franco Vescovi, Rick Walters, they all use Inkies. Order your jar of Inkies Purple Glide today at Inkies.com. Use the promo code SullenRadio and you'll get a free sample pack of Inkies products with your next order. Numb, heal, and protect with Inkies. We're also brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. When I tattooed my mom and my daughter, I used the Axis Rotary from Vital Machines, Franco Viscovi's Bishop Rotary, and Kingpin's Vortex Direct Drive. Those three machines, you can get all of them from Kingpin at kingpintattoosupply.com. All the machines are super consistent, smooth, and light. They performed really, really flawlessly, and I couldn't have been happier with the way these tattoos came out on my family. If you need a new tattoo machine or any other tattoo supplies, please check out Kingpin Tattoo Supply at kingpintattoosupply.com. Kingpin, for the artist since 1996. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sullen Radio Weekly. I'm Joe Swanson. This show, I interviewed Ryan Mullins. Um, It was a really fun interview. We talked about how important travel is to him right now, what he learned. He got a chance to go and tattoo 50 Cent at G-Unit Records, what he learned from that experience. Uh, Coming up and still working at Art Junkies, his experience there and how that shaped him as an artist. Just a bunch of cool stuff, so I hope you enjoy it. So this last week, I started reading the book Drawing the Head and Hands by Andrew Loomis, which I highly recommend. Uh, I decided I just wanted to learn more of the rules and the foundation of drawing the head and the figure and the hands and um, what goes into that. So I started reading the book. I highly recommend it. Super cool. And um, it just feels good to be building uh, that foundation of your artistic skill. Um, I'm enjoying it. So I also realized that uh, I don't necessarily like rules. Uh, Sometimes I have a little bit of a rebellious spirit, which, um, you know, that can be good and bad. So what I know is good is this talk with Ryan Mullins. So I hope you enjoy it. This is Solon Radio Weekly, and this is my talk with tattooer Ryan Mullins. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I'm Joe Swanson. Uh, my guest today is joining me from the East Coast, Ryan Mullins. What's happening, dude? What's going on, everyone? Man, it's uh, it's good to good to finally connect with you. I know we tried a few other times, and it didn't work out, so I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, that we got to connect today you were supposed to be you were telling me you're supposed to be in europe right now but you yeah. stayed on the east coast a little bit longer what's uh you you've been keeping a pretty heavy travel schedule yeah yeah i'm gone pretty much two weeks out of the month every month so like right now i just did a convention up at the westchester in the white plains new york mm-hmm. i was up there working and just had enough clientele that I just stayed on the East Coast a little bit longer and doing a couple guest spots while I'm out here now. 
Yeah, that's cool. Are, do you plan on heading out to Europe um, still this year or, or uh, plans uh, no, for No, probably year? not not this year. I think I'm going to go at the beginning of the year. I have mm. a couple of guest spots lined up for Switzerland and London, so that's I'll head awesome. over that way. Yeah, you like it over there or um, yeah, it's, in, in it's, Europe? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, everybody, it's different, you know. When, uh -huh. you, when you're not at home, it's completely different than when, when you are, so it's kind of fun kind of gives you that that excitement back when you're traveling yeah definitely man um do you have a spot that you've been over in europe that's like man that's fucking my favorite joint out there uh, paris was probably my favorite so far everybody warned me and we're trying to say that paris wasn't going to be that good and how they how much they hate americans but really when i went there they were so nice and opening and welcoming and they just were down how long did you spend in the city? Uh, I was there for two weeks. Yeah, that's cool, man. It was rad. What did you do like when you were there on the daily? You were tattooing, I'm sure. But yeah, what was it about that city that you dug so much? Uh, really, just the the monuments and like all the history behind it. Just walked oh. around a lot, got to see everything. It was it was just a lot to take in. Yeah, man, I've been in. Um, I don't know how they compare. I've only traveled a little bit in Eastern Europe and um, I went through Italy and I spent a day in Rome. And so that's kind of my experience with uh, a foreign city would be Rome. And I, I dug it, man. It was, it's so much architecture and so it, it's so different. Like over there, everybody's on scooters and zipping around these like, right. you know, circle, circle drives and shit. And it's, yeah, it's wild. Things are crazy. <laughs> totally crazy, man. Totally crazy. So, um, uh, so man, you just, uh, what happened, what's been happening in, in the last, like probably month you went to carriage house, yeah, um, I went to carriage house. Um, I did, uh, the New Jersey inked out show. Yeah. And then I came home, did Vegas, did a, just did a bunch of stuff, been yeah. all over the place. You got your shit dialed, man. You can be yeah. with the travel, huh? Just <laughs> know exactly what your little setup is. Yep, every year, same thing. Same yeah. Year. Is it, do you have kind of that uh, a, a tour time that you kind of go or specific days or shows that you hit every year that are kind of like the, the routine? There's definitely a handful of shows that are guaranteed every year mm -hmm. that I'll be at. The promoters that put them on just do such a good job, you don't want to miss it. So, and all right. your friends end up going and, you know, just... Conventions are sweet because they're like they're like a big hangout, you know. It kind of you get totally. to hang out with people that you don't get to see all the time because they're out across the country and uh -huh. in different states and stuff. So when we're all into one room, it's it's like a big shop and just everybody's mm -hmm. having fun, you know. I heard uh, I talked to Justin Burnout about the Carriage House show and he said that was it was such a dope show, man. It was. It was like different setup. It's you know not the what is it pipe and drape but it was like these kind of low um low barriers so you could see everybody working and and yeah it was it was really like it was just a big shop and everybody mm -hmm. was just kind of guest spotting and hanging out it was it was super chill they did a great great job with that show you think that's because of that low that low barrier oh, huh it just definitely. totally gave it an open shop feel huh definitely that's cool I think man more shows did that it'd be way better yeah it's got it's got a put the vibe to that whole room. I mean, it's just got to change it up completely. Cause, oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, there's it's definitely something to be said about 
you know, being in a tattoo shop and having it. I love that open. I've worked in both shops and had like closed off rooms that you work right, in. Yeah. And I've worked at places that are just like wide open and that wide open feel, man, is so fun. Cause you can it be is. bullshitting with somebody across the room and then somebody cracks a joke in the back that everybody laughs at. And yep. so fun, man. It's one of the best things about tattoo shops. I think exactly. Yeah. I'm not for the whole closed off room. I don't want to be by myself. Yeah. I want to be out and make it fun and jokes and, you know, have just having a blast while I work. I don't want to be all stuck up in my room. Right. Where'd you start tattooing at? I art junkies. Okay. Yeah, Came yeah. up still there, huh? Yep. That's still, awesome, man. Still running it with them. Yeah. That's talk about that shop. Cause that's, you know, and, and your experience coming up there, man, it's, it's one of those power shops. I think that that has a great reputation. The guys that are coming out of there and working there are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it honestly, like, where where we where I live at and where we work at it's it's kind of a real small area small town it's like a three city town like a tri tri city right so like when you're there and anything that has to do with tattoos you always wanted to be at art junkies like that was the pinnacle of tattooing when you're in that town you know what I mean uh -huh. so you see all that stuff coming out of there and all the names going in and out so you were like dead set so when I got my opportunity to work there it just blew my mind how'd that so, come up uh. I was hanging out getting tattooed by Eric Taylor at the time and uh he uh just had you know just was hanging out all the time just going in watching them tattoo trying to steal little little things they were doing like I'd watch how they were tattooing a certain way or holding a machine you know what I mean you and knew then, you wanted a tattoo yeah so like I would kind of take it into where I was actually working at another shop at the time oh, okay so that's where I had apprenticed for like two months before I ended up quitting there to go over there and uh, I would just go and hang out, watch Gus tattoo all day, watch Mike tattoo, watch just Timmy and watch all these guys and just be blown away. And like, mm -hmm. well, if they're doing it this way, it's for a reason. So then I would try to apply it to what I was doing. And I would just be there hanging out so much that they finally were just like, hey, you just want to work here? <laughs> so I was just down instantly. I said, yeah, and I started. Mm -hmm. What was that early time like? You'd already had a little bit of intro to it with this two two months at this other shop at least being around a, a shop every day what was the difference going over to art junkies and how was that how are those first few you know first few months years of of being there and learning first few months was mad intimidating <laughs> i mean you're, you're with all these guys that are just heavy hitters in the game and they daily crushing it doing mm. the best tattoos they can do and you know i'm, I'm just new guy in the corner huh. trying to make my way so did you I mean did you helped. know like how how much of heavy hitties they were i mean oh, were yeah. you kind of aware of that whole scene tattoo scene outside of just your your little tri city area yeah yeah everybody knows about mike demossi's name and uh -huh. eric taylor and mario and all them so i mean me you have mike DeVries in there big gus like you have all these names so you're you're pretty aware mm -hmm. If you, if you know anything about the industry, like, so I just took it as my chance to learn and I would just stand over them and watch them tattoo while I, and then run over and start tattooing. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Have, I had a million questions and they didn't hold back at all on answering any of them. That's awesome. It's nice to be in that environment where you know that you're, you know, among people that have this, this great knowledge and this great oh, yeah. ability. They've gone through the trial, you know, put in the work to um to get to the point where they're at, they're at artistically 
painting wise, tattooing wise, whatever it is. And they're open with that information, man. That's gotta be an exciting, it had to have been an exciting time for you. Oh, it was definitely. Did you know like right away that, um, a, a specific style or were you kind of, did you know that you kind of wanted to open up and learn everything or what was the approach when you first started, man? Um, no, I always, when I started painting and started drawing, I automatically was drawn to portrait and like realism. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I never even drew a day in my life before I started tattooing really. Like I drew a year. I started drawing a year before I started learning how to tattoo. So I used to, I worked at a tattoo shop ever since I was 18. And uh, I did body piercing for like eight years, seven years, something like that. No shit. And then it just kind of, the, the fad kind of died out and it kind of got slower around the, the, the time of year. So I was like, dang, I need to, need to look into doing something else or, you know, trying to switch shops or something. And then I had a bunch of spare time. So I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to paint. I'm going to try to paint. Went to the art store, grabbed some supplies, came back to the shop, and then just started going at it. Um, the next day I had off and then, uh, I went home and painted that day, started my first painting, came to the shop, even though I was off, I just went to the shop to show all the guys and they were like, wow, you really did that right now. (laughs) And they they were kind of impressed. So I was like, dang, maybe I can do this, you know? So then I went home, just kept painting, ended up one of the guys at our shop had quit. So we had an extra station and, uh, I turned that into like an art station and I just sat there all day, every day, and just painted and painted and painted. And then they finally were just like, you should just learn how to tattoo. So went for it. And then uh, so I, I've kind of progressed into that realism the whole time. Kind of knew that's what I was going to focus on and just kind of went from there on learning how to perfect it mm-hmm. and do my best at it. What what kind of medium were you painting in when you first uh, started? I started in acrylics. Yeah. Do you start started in acrylics and then mess with watercolor a little bit, but was too free for me um so then i switched over to oils after like getting introduced to like sean barber and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know that tattoo kind of art so went into oils and then i got actually through the shop through art junkies i kind of saw that mike did color pencils so gave color pencils a whirl and i've been stuck on those ever since yeah yeah, I haven't been, man, I haven't fucked with colored pencils in a long time. <laughs> I, you know, I did my first set of flash back in the day, you know, um, uh, with colored pencils. And then I learned to watercolor and, um, you know, spit shade with black. And, mm-hmm. and I was kind of, I came up in that traditional mindset, you know, like right. it was a street shop. And and the flash around me was like Mike Malone's and, and you know, some shit like that, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and all that old national national tattoo brand stuff and you know but that was all color pencil too so yep it's cool man i i you know i need to start fucking with more stuff like that bringing back you know there's a dude that does um these super sick marker portraits um what's his on instagram it's like old one eye or something like that old and then the number one and then i i think and i forget his name offhand and i'm i'll have to I'll have to post it up, but, um, does he sick? Like he does them with the, um, the flat edge markers. Oh yeah. 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 The pulpits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Super sick, man. So who's killing it for you art wise? Like who is influencing you these days? Oh man. There's so many of them. It's, do you, do you, do you find yourself getting inspired outside of tattooing or is it right now? It's like kind of immersed in 
the culture of tattooing? It's really immersed in tattooing right now. I like I I tattoo like eight ten hours every day. So I mean, it's real hard for me to get away and just kind of research like painters and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my Instagram kind of is what keeps me motivated. So mainly it's all tattooers and a few painters. So mainly I'll just see people's tattoos and be like, dang, I gotta, I gotta step it up. I gotta bring it today. Yeah. So I'll try to like, if I see something good the night before, like I'm ready the next day, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to kill this piece today so I can post it. And, you know, and just kind of stay up on my game. And then it like helps me build myself up, you know, keeps you motivated seeing all that other stuff coming through. You know, it's, I think for a lot of people, it can, it can be motivating. It can also be intimidating, you know, frustrating because it's, so overwhelming at times um but i think with the right mindset yeah it definitely can be one of those one of those inspiring type of uh tools you know that you can use and motivating you know seeing all those these guys you don't even know who you know have never graced the cover of a magazine and they're just killing it you know it's um do you see there's different styles or um have things just blown up uh, from you know Europe, different style from Europe to America still, or are things just kind of a mix these days. Oh, Europe is killing it. Yeah, I I mean I swear every person I see from Europe is just destroying tattooing. Like they're on a whole nother level right now. No and shit. I, and it's crazy because like without Instagram or social media, like we really would never see it. But now like we're seeing it, and it's just like. They're so talented over there. It's just crazy. What do you think that is? I don't even know. It has to be like the water or something. Because I don't know. It's literally like every person is just just good at what they do out there. They they're, they strive to be really good at what they do. And they succeed at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in Spain and stuff, they're like the tattooers down in South America are just killing it as well. That's another place, Spain, man. That was one of the first spots. I got my job as a tattooer because a guy left the shop to go to uh, Spain. Oh, and, wow. Yep, to Madrid. He went and worked at Mal and Kathy's shop over there. And um, I used to hear stories of guys going over there. Um, and then they had a shop in Ibiza. Um, the, I guess that's like a little island there. And the Lou family used to, you know, post up out there as well. Right. And, um, Man, you know, it's another spot that seems so cool to go to. Yeah, definitely. I haven't gotten to make myself my way down south yet. So mm-hmm. soon, hopefully, maybe this next year, I'll be able to hit up a couple conventions and visit and stuff. Yeah. Are you um, a, looking at your Instagram? Are you a big sneakerhead? Oh, huge. Big, <laughs> like BJ Betts style? Like, you know that guy's. I don't know about that big. Big time, it man. Kills it. Yep. But yeah. How'd you get into sneakers, man? What's that? Where's that come from? I just kind of always been into them. When I growing up, I really didn't have the money. To, we never had the money to like buy sneakers and kind of. So I always was like, oh, I can't wait till the day I can get those. And then luckily, my career has been well to me, so mm-hmm. I've been able to kind of go after that that uh, that venture in life, I guess that that hobby, you know? Yeah. So it's been pretty cool you have a favorite uh you have a favorite pair oh man 
Can you even do that as a as a as it's somebody hard. that's like a sneakerhead? Can they even have a favorite pair, or is it like these are my favorite style, or this is how is it, man? Yeah, how do you look style. at it? I really dig the the threes and the fours, so mm-hmm. those are probably the ones I lean to the most. Um, I like Kanye's his Red October's a lot. Uh, even his new boots are good. The new Supreme Jordans that just came out are sick. Like, there's just so many. Mm-hmm. It's really just what you're looking at. You stay That's in what it. you're feeling that day, right? Do you pretty much try to stay up on that whole culture, like that? Oh, definitely on it. Half of my Instagram is all sneakers. <laughs> the sneaker post after post. Yeah, sneakers. Uh, I would. Okay, let me tell tell me if I'm right. It's it's sneakers, uh, tattoos, a few painters, and baseball shit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. What's uh? Who's your favorite team, man? Uh, the Red Sox. Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big baseball head. My my son is. Um, you know, but I've been, you know, I've been to my fair share of games. You know, I've been out here to watch the Giants play, the A's play. I I watched the Minnesota Twins play back in the fucking nice. day when I, I think I even saw Kirby Puckett, Kent okay. Herbeck, that kind of yeah, shit. No. You know, no. but. Now, when did you you've always been into baseball yeah baseball was my life growing up i thought for sure that's what i was gonna do like i was gonna be a pro mlb player that just kind of faded off got re- running with the wrong crowd and stuff you know sure started dropping out of school not going doing all that stuff so it was definitely what i wanted to do and you know i still to this day i play slow pitch softball every single day so I'm out there still playing as much as I can. Uh huh. When did you? Um, when did that kind of? What age were you? Kind of when that changed that you wanted to be from major league baseball player? Kind of started. You said running with some different people. That kind of dream faded off. What age were you? Uh, it's probably around fifteen, sixteen. Uh-huh. Right, like right out of middle school. How big is that Tri City area that you grew? You grew up right out there. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. I'm born and raised out there. Yeah. How big is that? Is was it? Um... It's small. Like yeah. now, it, it it's grown over like the last ten years. It's become crazy populated. But before, it was just. I mean, I remember when you used to drive down the street and all there was was like a Kmart and an Albertsons. Like there was nothing there. Just a grocery store and a convenience store. Like that's all that was there. Damn. And then now it's just it's crazy. Like you wouldn't even tell that it was the same place. That's wild, man. It's 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 interesting to watch those things when you're in a place for so long and you see that see that yep. development. You yep. know, I mean, I see that things are where I'm at in Lodi, Northern California. It's like certain things are shutting down. Like they just shut down a General Mills, but there's other stuff that's. I mean, they're still building. They're building yep. new restaurants and they're building new this and new that. Um, you know, things are things are moving, man. It's crazy. What was it like? Um, what was it like for you, man, to get? I saw uh, again on your Instagram. Uh, you got to go down. You were invited by Fifty Cent to go down and tattoo yeah. G Unit, man. What is? What talk about that experience? It's got to be one of the highlights of your career. Oh um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, on uh, Sammy from Ink Magazine actually hooked that that up. I was actually at the airport flying out to Hell City in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I missed my flight. I was kind of bummed out on the day. Like, was gonna be stuck at the airport for nine hours until my next flight. Um, 
and he texted me and was like, hey, you want to go tattoo G-Unit? I thought he was just messing with me or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. And jokingly, I was like, only if I get the tattoo 50. And he's like, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And I was like, oh, I'm in. So uh, he, he helped me out and we went down there. I ended up having to cancel a couple appointments and flying out because it was kind of last minute. Like they had a certain day that they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Went over there, came flew into New York, went over there. Sammy took me over there and just really went up into G-Unit Records and started tattooing 50 Cent. It was crazy. Wow, man that it had to have been I mean just it was kind of a whirlwind then oh totally like he was there and like we got to listen to his new album before anybody's heard it and like he's he's the nicest guy in the world too like I didn't know what to expect you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so he came around the corner and I was like oh what's up and just chopped it up forever like didn't even want to stop talking he had to like do a bunch of business meetings and he blew him off so we could hang out (laughs) That's awesome, man. It's, you know, I, I got a chance. You're the second guest I've had on here who's tattooed him. Um, Carlos Torres was talking yeah. about the experience of being able to sit while he was working on 50 sleeves and listen to him take meetings, you know, yep. and, and all the things that he, you know, kind of was able to glean from how his, how he worked um, exactly. to apply to his business and his business ventures. It's one of the reasons, and I, I heard Carlos talk about it on uh tattoo now tv um that that was one of the reasons he got involved the way he did with inkies was because he you know he talked to 50 cent about um you know sponsorship and and different um you know getting involved with a company and yeah. and 50's like if you're gonna get involved get a piece of it essentially is what he yeah. you know said and Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but it was such a cool, you know, Carlos was saying it's such a cool experience to gain this knowledge about how to really market and brand, you know, the guy's a genius. Oh, you know, he like the similar kind of thing, like while I was tattooing him, he's obviously talking to a million people and signing papers and stuff. Like I had to keep taking breaks so he could do stuff. Like he filmed a movie while I was there. (laughs) He had to film his part for a movie. So we took like a two hour break while he did that. But like what? Just listening to him talk about business, he he is really, really smart when it comes to it. Like, I took in a lot. I even ended up, re- he, like, told me to read his new book that came out. And, like, it is, for a business, he has such a natural, like, uh, he has such an, it, it just comes natural to him. Like, yeah. how art comes natural to us. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, business to him is just, it's nothing, like, you just ask him a question or listen to him talk and he has answers. Boom, boom, right off the bat, just fires him off. Like, hmm. it's crazy just to, to watch the way he thinks while you're, you're just tattooing him, you know what I mean? Man, it's, it, there's got to be something for that pace of, of work as well, you know? Oh, definitely. He, I mean, he's getting tattooed where most the, the, of the time, if you're getting tattooed, it, it's somewhat of a... You're not working, you know, while yeah. you're getting tattooed. But this guy's sitting, you know, getting oh, yeah. tattooed, um, and also working, you know, in the middle of it, going to shoot a yeah, movie. He was like what? Sign- signing contracts upside down. Yeah, just ne- didn't stop the whole time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. How many tattoos did you end up doing while you were up there? Um, I just tattooed him. I did two on him, and then there was a couple other guys from that were local that came down and tattooed a few of the staff members that were there. 
great tattooing is going to come from the unlikely places, not from the young Mozarts and the shooting stars. We're looking for the Sinatras, the long run guys that are going to go in and out of fashion. In the end, they'll always be there, consistent hitters. That's Mike Malone from Tattoo Time, Art from the Heart issue. It's the white cover. Kingpin's been a consistent hitter since 1996. They have great books, including this Tattoo Time series, the Tam box set of issues one through five, Big Mises' Tradition, Style, and Grace, volume one and two. If you're looking for any reference, if you're looking for any books, get over to Kingpin Tattoo Supply right now to get inspired. Order your next book at kingpintattoosupply.com by giving them a call at 888-299-5675. Kingpin Tattoo Supply, for the artist since 1996. Now back to my talk with Ryan Mullins. Enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. That's cool. Do you like to work um, like in a situation like that? Uh, what's your process for for design and, and getting the tattoo ready? I mean, a lot of people are working digital nowadays. Yeah, um, mo most of the time I use Photoshop and I kind of draft up everything on Photoshop and Illustrator. It, it's just a lot faster. Instead of me taking 40 hours to do a drawing or something, I mean, obviously I could, but right. it's, it's just with how hectic my schedule is, and especially something like that where I walked into a place not knowing even what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it's easier just to throw everything together on Photoshop, especially too, because I work off of realism. So I could just take real, real pictures and just morph them into different things. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, have you tried one of those uh, little, little scanner Thermofax things yet? Uh, no, you... but I seen one this weekend that blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed. Dude, I guess it's I now I haven't seen one operate, but I guess it's um uh Brothers Printers and Spirit the yeah. company got together and made this thing that was um and I guess it's I don't know, it's a first gener or a second generation or some somebody was telling me, I think Dylan Forte was saying that he had one that used to be um I don't know if it was like it wasn't, I don't think it was Brothers, but it was some other printer that did the same thing. Um, but this is like specifically for it. I mean, it prints off super, super nice stencils apparently. Right. Um, but where'd you see that at? I was at the Westchester show. Some yeah. kid was using it and he actually did a, he did a Back to the Future portrait. Uh -huh. And it looked like the t it was already tattooed on there. Just, <laughs> just like that purple hue to it. Yeah. So it was, I was like, whoa. And then he just... I mean, he just traced over it, like just slightly shaded everything in so it was there and just went back through it. It was crazy. Wow. So I'm definitely going to be investing <laughs> one of those. Yeah. there. I, I mean, it's it's wild, all the technology and all the, the scramble for ideas and, yep. and stuff that's coming out now. I think we're at a time in tattooing that we're seeing a lot of this stuff being developed. A lot of shit's coming out, but a lot of dope stuff is coming out too. Yeah. And I like to see the stuff like um uh liz liz cook's you know those quick caps like you you use those i think um or have used those that kind of stuff is exciting to see man because it's functional stuff that artists are using and they're allowing everybody else to now have it you know and, and they're doing it themselves yeah there's that i do i do use liz's caps i personally love them um to me it's I don't dig the whole reaching in, setting out a hundred caps, especially when I'm doing color realism, I'm setting out 60, 50 caps, you know? So it's, I'm sitting there forever going through it, but 
just the just the stability of it but i mean in, in the same aspect like as far as that's good there's a lot of stuff that people are making that are just it's just kind of like not necessary <laughs> like you're just making stuff just to make money at this point right you know so there's a lot of like fighters that are knocking off like the trays and stuff like that and like mm -hmm. it's just finding what you like as a tattooer i guess and what you want to support right and i think s s a lot of the the kind of fly-by-night ideas are gonna get weeded out i mean it's definitely eventually people are gonna be like damn what are, i'm spending money on this why am i spending money on this you know yeah. this is not necessary and but those good ideas those things that come out that are practical and functional and essentially ideas that have come from um that experiencing that i do need this in my life you know i don't want to set out right. 60 caps anymore so right how can i put them all together and, and make it right and so those kind of ideas that are that are based out of need and from experience you know you know that you need this i think yep. those will stay but um it's got to be interesting to you being out traveling two weekends out of every month, seeing all this stuff. How much has the industry changed even in the last few years? Oh, it's changed handfold, like unbelievably. It's totally right now. It's people are doing stuff and taking sponsorships just because they get free stuff mm -hmm. right now. It's in, I think in a stage where, people are going to have to start picking like what they want to do more, more efficiently. Like you got to back what you support and what you use. Mm -hmm. Like sure. People will say they're sponsored by this, but 90% of the time they're sponsored by that because they're getting free stuff. It's not, that has nothing to do with them actually using it or anything. Right. When you go home, you see them using a different machine or you use to see them using different needles and they say they use like really, you just got to back what you're, you're supportive in, you know? See, like that's no point. That kind of shit is, if you're not going to use what you're saying that you back, why are, and who cares if you get it for free if you're not going to fucking use it? Exactly. It's just like, is that then just a status, you know, badge that you can say, oh, I'm sponsored? Because it seems to me like I've seen a lot of chatter on Instagram and about people giving up sponsorships now, or I'm not going to be sponsored. And I think there's kind of this, it seems like that sponsorship thing got, it's gotten so huge and it's it's almost um, I mean it's gotten so huge. People have jokingly put like I think who was it? I think I heard it on. I was listening to another podcast, Keith Caramello's podcast, uh, and he had somebody on that literally said that they, as a joke, made a, a, a NASCAR suit with all their logos on it. <laughs> you know that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah. It's gotten blown out of proportion. It, I think it really has. Like. I, I know personally a few business like a few companies have like I'm pretty sure like uh, I don't want to drop any names because I'm not 100 percent sure but there's a lot of companies that are kind of stopping the whole sponsorship mm -hmm. thing like yeah. instead it's just like a supporting like these are who uses this instead of us right. like we sponsor this or like a sponsorship family or you know that that word sponsorship has just kind of lost any meaning right so as you're saying a lot of people are dropping it because it means nothing to anybody anymore. Yeah. I think there's going to be a certain leveling, you know, it, it, with Definitely. anything. I mean, it spiked and then um for the for for those companies that can still utilize that model, they're going to they're going to start using it 
the way that works for them. And, and it right. may not be, um, you know, we don't sponsor anybody. It may be somewhere in the middle or, um, yeah, I, I think there's, yeah, just going to be a natural leveling of it. I mean, definitely with that. So what's your, what's your take on it? I mean, you, you know, you're sponsored by some, or at least use, you know, certain products that you promote. I saw stencil stuff is one of them. And, yeah. um, obviously that comes from those early connections, I'm sure in your career. Yeah, definitely. Stencil stuff is, I mean, 90% of tattooing uses stencil stuff. So luckily Mario is an owner of the shop and, you know, I've had that connection with him and debris. So I've been able to be part of that. So of course I'm going to use that product because I, I back them and I back what they're doing. Most of the stuff that I'm sponsored by the same thing, like Solon, I back them. I'm going to wear their clothes even like no matter what, even if I didn't like the shirt at the time, like I'm still going to support Ryan and Jeremy because I appreciate what they've done for me and what they do for the industry. That's it. So I, I, I kind of, I mean, I get hit up a lot to use stuff and post stuff on Instagram and, you know, at the same time, you can start getting feel like you're getting used. Like, oh, will you will you post this or can you post that? Like, that's not why I do it. Like, if I'm gonna, if it's a friend or somebody that I support and I use their product, of course I'm gonna post and use it. So I mean, but I do feel the same. Like, it's just kind of getting overshadowed with that word. Mm -hmm. What are the other things that you see as you're out every couple weeks? out and about around tattooing at these conventions what are kind of some of the other things you're seeing change in tattooing um i don't i don't just the demographic has totally changed is it like yeah it seems like we're tattooing like more older people than younger people anymore hmm. i mean at least me i know a lot of my clients they're all middle-aged mm -hmm. i don't really tattoo very many like fresh 18, 19 year old kids, which I mean, it's kind of a good thing because, you know, give those kids a little bit more time to think about what they want. But right. it's definitely the TV shows as much as they haven't helped. They've helped a lot. Open the door to what people wouldn't normally be getting tattooed. Now those people are getting tattooed because they're they see it's not so just like biker outlaw <laughs> kind of, you know, right. that old rough and tough look. Right, man. I mean, it, it definitely has has come up in its in its um, acceptance, uh, you know, in in the and so much more since, you know, these shows have kind of come on. I've always said that, that <clears throat> for as shitty as some of the, you know, these shows make a, tattooing out to be, they've also done um, some some good. And that's show people what, you know, quality tattoos are yep. or, or it, and if they're not quality, like on a show um, like Ink Master, for instance, I was just on vacation and I, <laughs> I was it happened to be chilling the whole day. I mean, I didn't leave my uh, condo um, one whole day. They were leading up to the Ink Master finale, and so I watched the whole thing. You know, and one thing they do if somebody fucks a tattoo up, they are brutal, and so yeah. it's kind of teaching, you know, people, the general public, those things that as tattooers we had we had to teach them before when they walked in why this won't work and why do you have to face this this way or you know why this color palette's better for this particular skin type you know and right. um so yeah they've done some good uh in, in that sense of kind of educating e educating the public no they they definitely have i i'm i'm all for them as much as i'm not for them 
I mean, there's obviously the stuff you see and you're like, oh man, like you're killing me here with that. But then, like I said, it's really opening up a door of knowledge. The same thing with school. Like you're just teaching people that have no other means of learning how or what tattooing's about and they're they're learning the right way. Mm-hmm. How did you how did you learn your um your travel setup, man? Did you watch other people and, and figure that out or it was kind of trial by fire, like, oh shit, I forgot this again this trip. I need to make I'm sure the, that I'm the worst when it comes to traveling. <laughs> really? I don't bring anything. I have to buy half my stuff when I'm there normally because I'll I'll forget stuff. Yeah. Well, you just kind of bank on uh, like a supply company being at the convention, yeah. right? Yeah, I used to pack like too much. So I was always the guy that had too much stuff. And then like I was like, oh, I'm going to just bring a little bit less and then a little bit less. And then now it's just like I'll just make it work. I just can make sure I have needles and a machine and some ink and we'll make everything else happen. <laughs> right. Working black and gray must be much easier as a traveling oh, artist. Yeah. Normally, normally conventions, I only do black and gray. I actually, this weekend I did all colors. So really? it was, it was a bit it different because I had to ship colors and like all kinds of craziness. But normally I just have to bring one, one little bottle of black and I'm good to go for the weekend. <laughs> Damn. That's gotta be nice, right? Oh, it's amazing. You know, we were talking earlier about, um, Europeans that are killing it. And one dude I had on the podcast, Ralph Nonweiler. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man. Like yeah. he posted a detail pic of this portrait he did the other day. And I continue to get blown away by his work, man. It's, yeah. um, it's amazing. It just, it, it's something to be said for, um, you know, he's one of those guys, those European guys that are just like crushing it. Yeah, and honestly, without he's another one without social media or the hookup from like being able. I'm pretty sure that's how it came about him being able to meet Ryan and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Like his his stuff is just out of this world detailed, like yeah. down to each wrinkle and pore, and it's like it's almost like he's painting on skin, literally mm-hmm. the way he tattoos. It's yeah. just amazing. How did you get connected with Sullen Man? Where did those first kind of connections come? And and talk about that experience. Well, um, a little bit of, I worked from working with Gus and knowing Gus, he, I'm sure put the word out there and uh-huh. kind of got the ball rolling. And then Ryan had hit me up on a, I had posted a drawing that I, a self portrait I had done of myself and, um, uh, he had commented on it and said that it was really good. And I just reached out to him and said, well, if you want to ever work together, like I'd love to do a design for you guys. And then he shot me his number. We text back and forth a little bit of some ideas that might work well as a shirt um went down to the warehouse kind of chopped it up with them and kind of got a feel for like what what they were about and like what would sell and like you know kind of that whole like what their art was facing at that time like what more and more people were doing so kind of did my the sacred girl mm-hmm. with the girl holding the skull with the bell did that that was my first shirt um and just kind of just stayed in touch with Ryan and Jeremy and just constantly did stuff with them. And really that they're, they're not hard to deal with. They're the nicest guys in the world. So how much did that early kind of collaboration with Ryan, even just getting a feel for the culture, sullen culture, sullen uh, kind of design ideas. How much did that shape your design when you actually went and and created that first um, piece for the t-shirt? Um, it, it did a lot. 
I uh, did a lot of research before I did my first shirt with them because I was so nervous, like, oh, this is such a big deal to me. Like, I, I have to kill it. I have to do this. So they, it was at the time they were doing that, stolen, the first stolen art show at the warehouse. Hmm. <clears throat> so, I mean, I was going to use the piece as a piece for that anyways. And uh, luckily, it just all worked out and, and the shirt did good. So That's cool. Yeah. Have you um, have you uh, found that as you're going around uh, to these conventions, um, it, you know, we're talking about the different kind of the culture of tattooing, how it's changing. What's the vibe like as far as um, everybody's attitude? Is it, is it pretty positive or, um, you know, because tattooing oftentimes gets that kind of stigma of we're assholes and people are just out scrambling, fighting for themselves and um but what I see in companies like Sullen and, and some of these other factions are families, people staying together, being connected, supporting each other. Is that the vibe you're seeing uh, out there? Yeah, definitely. Right now, I mean, when I first got into tattooing, it was more like the you kind of did stuff for yourself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like nobody really... It was like, oh, don't look at my tattoo and see what I'm doing kind of thing, you know? So the way our shop's always been has been we're a learning shop. Anybody can come in. Anybody can sit down and watch this tattoo. We will tell you whatever you want to know. That's just what we do. We've always been real open. And with Solon, the way that they're doing the family, and, like, it's a very family-orientated company. So it's always been real open, like, I used to go down and I would just hang out with Ryan for hours and hours and just pick his brain about business, about drawing, about tattooing, just all kinds of stuff. So when you're when we go out on the road and we see all these other people, really the soul and name and brand bring all of us together. And even if I don't know this person, but they've worked with Solon, like we have that common interest. So we're able to like, oh, hey, what's going on? I know who you are. You know who I am. Like. And we'll chop it up for a while, and then all of a sudden we're like good friends, you know. Yeah. So it really it keeps it keeps the family of tattooing open, and everybody's kind of lost that kind of don't. I'm not gonna tell you anything. You just do you kind of thing. That vibe is gone. Yeah, so that's awesome. It's man. definitely better for the industry. You're uh, straight edge. I am. How, how long you been straight edge, and how did that how did that come about, man? It's a uh, pretty much my whole life. I only drank once, so really wasn't much. Just a crazy night. Just decided it wasn't for me. Um, I really was into like the hardcore scene, the hardcore punk rock, hardcore metal scene. So growing up in Southern California, like it was a show every day. And we just, I went to Showcase and Last House and all this stuff down in Southern California where we were just constantly going to these metal and hardcore shows and got introduced to like a few like positive straight edge bands. And just kind of was like, dang, I like what they're about. Mm. And I can I can relate with how their mentality is. So <clears throat> never wanted to have to, like, not necessarily a crutch, but anything to, like, say, like, oh, this is what I can blame not being successful on. Like, <laughs> if I was going to be not successful, like, I was going to blame it on myself. I just wanted 100% responsibility for where I end up in life. So <clears throat> I didn't know a lot of people used, oh, I was drunk as an excuse I never wanted that. So just kind of, for me, it just was more of a positive life example, I guess. 
that's great, man. I mean, it's it's encouraging to see the fruits of that labor, you know, and to see that, you know, those things you, you are being successful and, you know, you took that mindset and said, hey, I'm going to get after it. And it, it's been that from the beginning. I mean, hustling from the beginning, just uh, once you got into Art Junkies, it was you were off to the races. Oh, yeah. I was working seven days a week, just killing it, trying to work as much and tattoo as much as I could. What part of but, it's been the hardest for you? Just learn, just learning. Learning is the hardest part for, I think, for anybody. There's things that, I mean, a lot of people trial and error. Like for me, I'm a, I'm a watcher. Like I can watch somebody tattoo and pick apart how they're doing it and why they're doing what for what reasons. So for me, I can sit, it's easier for me to sit down and watch somebody tattoo than it is for me to sit there and listen to somebody tell me how to tattoo. Hmm. So, I mean, just learn, just the con, every day I'm learning something at that shop, whether it's from Brent or Mike or Mario, like every day I'm learning something. Yeah. Whether it's, and then like Mike and Mario are really good at business. So, like, they'll even like help us promote like ourselves and like they'll give us like tips to be successful in the future, like how they did it. And it, besides yeah. tattooing, it's just a whole, outlook on life like to make yourself successful what what art projects you got going on right now or what kind of stuff are you into um as an artist uh, right now or I, tattooing? Few, I got a few trades going on with a couple people I, I owe joe capo bianco a painting we just traded painting so right on. he has a big art show coming up november 13th and i did two two paintings for it one for him and then one for his show they're both going to be hung um I'm in the process of starting a new shirt for Solon. Um, pretty much the rest of the year is, is pretty laid back and just kind of catching up on stuff and tattooing. Mm -hmm. And then at, as soon as January hits, it gets crazy again. So we're taking you, the rest of the year off pretty much. That's good. Where do you go the, uh, at the beginning of next year when you say um, it takes off? What's we have at the end of January, we have uh, Ink Magazines throwing a California, a Pasadena, right. California show. Yep. So that's going to be huge because, I mean, it's their first one, and Nico and Carlos Torres are the face. So yep. it's going to be it's going to be a heavy hitter show. Yes. I went to Empire this last year in New York, and they killed it out there. So I'm only imagining what they're going to do in LA. Yeah, it's. I think that's going to be one of those shows that people are going to really have a good time at, man. Yeah. And, and you see it again. Yeah. And I think, too, because it's not the whole L.A. California's kind of been snubbed in that we have to do music and tattooing <laughs> to have a convention. And they're not doing neither. So, I mean, it's just strictly going to be a tattooing convention. Right. Which kind of taking it back to simpler. And I think it'll be a lot better. You won't yeah. have to pay $90 to get into a convention. Is that what do you look for in a convention that um, gets you coming back? Uh, really just how the promotion is of it. I mean, mm -hmm. it could be the worst show in the world and only 50 people pay, but as, if the promoters are cool and like they appreciate us and they still try to make it worth our while, then I'll go back. But yeah. I mean, if your show isn't that good and you're kind of a douche about it, like there's, there's nothing that would keep you coming back. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of promoters like, a lot of them aren't tattooers, so it's hard to deal with them. Like, they don't understand. They just want the money. Right. 
Jack Rudy says, stop supporting douchebags. Exactly. <laughs> he was on the show, Down man, talking that. about that, just that thing. That's exactly, I 100% agree with that one. Mm -hmm. What do you got going on? Uh, you tattooing today or are you working on other stuff? Yeah, I I'm tattooing later today in Jersey. What are you, uh, you going to work on? Uh, I think I'm doing like a realistic eye. It's part of a sleeve I've been working on while I'm out here. Very I just cool. worked on him actually this weekend at the convention and on the back of his forearm. And now we're going to go above his arm and do like a realistic eye with the raven flying out of it. Ooh, cool, man. Yeah, it'll be sick. Black and gray? Yes. Uh, do you you prefer black and gray these days or are you just as stoked uh, to do color realism? What's kind of... I'm totally down for color realism as well. Uh -huh. uh, automatically... I jump to black and gray because that's what people know me as. Uh -huh. So like when people come in, I just assume that it's black and gray. And then a lot of times they'll be like, uh, no, nah, I want a color, which I'm totally game for. I actually want to step up my color a lot and start doing a bit more of it. So mm -hmm. do that step. When you say step up your color game, do you do that just by getting more reps in or what kind of process yeah. do you have to, to kind of work through yeah, that? Instead of, instead of doing like, two color tattoo, like color portraits or something a month, color realism. I'd rather do like more, like at least a couple a week mm -hmm. kind of to break it up. And that way I'm not just doing black and gray all the time. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely helps to kind of, if you want to spark some creativity to mix those things up a yeah. little bit, you know? So, um, do you ever mix those two styles like together? Um, no, the one this weekend I did it like, really? the, it was a girl's face. Like, <clears throat> all sad and then she had like blood covering like her whole mouth and like splashed on her face and stuff so nice. it, w it was cool it was different i did um like an evil dead tattoo on my friend's foot and uh it was kind of the same thing like it was a color tattoo but he wanted it black and gray so we did like the face all black and gray in the background and then did all the blood on the mouth color and her eyes color same. and kind of give it more of like a zombie look i love that man i love you know this last um podcast uh i spoke with megan jean morris who's mm -hmm. going through this point this this time in her, her her art journey where she's been inspired by traditional tattoos and so she's um mixing them into her surrealistic work and it's it's really cool to see because she's doing it in such a way that she's really like starting from the beginning with traditional tattooing and learning it learning about it and um not just uh say you know not just looking at it and then drawing her version of it she's right. really implementing the core of it in there and doing it at, at a really high level i mean it's amazing to see so and it's always like I've, I've said before on that show it's cool to talk to somebody who's in that point of um inspiration because right. they're super excited about it they they have all this energy and this um emotion about it and so it's really fun to get you know to get to talk to somebody at that moment in their, oh, in their journey. So, but, um, yeah, man, I just, I just love seeing that mix of styles and I think you're seeing it more. Even Mike DeVries talked about that too on the podcast. Like early on when I started the podcast, he was saying that he thinks people will work, be able to work at m in multiple different styles at the highest level. And there'll be a combination of those, you know, in, in yeah. work. Yeah. I think too, like, People are trying to, to create more styles now. Like every style has kind of been done. And there's a lot of people that are going to try to like bring their game. So it's going to be interesting to see how people start mixing the traditional and realism together. Yeah. And I think it'll, 
it'll become more of, you know, this piece is a is a Ryan Mullins piece. You know, it's yeah. his artwork. It was something that he created, and he's you know, he's working through it in this particular medium or style of medium that's Definitely. color realism and and black and gray and a little bit of traditional. He's mixing them all together, but it's his, you know, composition of, you know, he's constructed yeah, yeah. it all together. So. As opposed to, you know, it's just a traditional piece done by this guy. You know, yeah, it's definitely. this guy's traditional piece now, and I think that's where it's moving to. Yeah, it definitely is. People are definitely creating their styles, and it's, I mean, Yogi Barrett does it really good with his traditional and mm -hmm. realism. So he'll do, like, a full-color realism and throw a 14-round bold outline around it. So, yeah, and it looks good. Like, he just, he makes it work. So I've really been into his stuff a lot, too, lately. Yep. And, you know, even even Megan brought up his name and, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's known for that kind of mix of those two styles. Mm -hmm. I think his traditional is definitely um, his style of, you know, more of a neo-traditional and it's right. uh, he's developed it. I mean, obviously, he has roots in in how to draw it and, and understands those formulas, um, but has been able and because he understands them, he's been able to kind of, you know, ex expand it to his own style. And I think it's cool to see you know that's one of those guys that did you know as well blew me away yeah like, wow man that's fucking cool like guy like that or zach singer um yeah zach's another awesome. fuck that's you know killing it killing it so i love to see that man and and um you know for for zach it was cool to have him on the show and and i've connected you know connected with him a few times on text and seems mm -hmm. like a super rad dude man and it's it's so so nice to see that level of work being done and it's so creative and it's and it's fun to look at you know yep definitely so um so what's the what's the next pair of shoes you're gonna get man do you got do you have your eye on a pair or are you just kind of waiting just kind of waiting right now i just picked up those supreme jordans the four so we'll we'll see rock with those for a little bit and see what yeah. comes through yep definitely that's good man well ryan i appreciate you coming on dude it was been a oh, pleasure oh. talking with you and and i hope you have a great day um where can people find out more about your work your website instagram all that shit uh i have a website ryanmullinsart.com instagram's at ryanmullinsart it's facebook's ryanmullinsart it's pretty simple yeah. um just reach out to me i'm willing to tattoo anybody just let's do this that's awesome man well thanks ryan i appreciate it dude definitely thank you Well, thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate all the support. Check out sullenradio.com for info on the show and also to help support the show by picking up a print or donating to Tattoos Cure Cancer. Please continue to share the show with your friends this week. I appreciate all of those shares. Thank you guys. Thanks to the show sponsors, Kingpin Tattoo Supply and Inky's Tattoo Products. And absolutely thank you to everyone over at Sullen Clothing for all you guys do. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Keep hustling.